Right, before I get started, I just want to say a few things. When I first started this podcast, I wanted it, I wanted it to be different from anything I've done before. I wanted to stray from the sitting the fence, good little one half of a travel couple image to delve deeper and give my opinion on matters that provoke thoughts, ideas, and conversations. I had this conversation with my mate this week, and he told me that if you put yourself out there and have an opinion that 50% of the people will love you and 50% of the people will load you, which is clearly obvious. You're seeing it a lot right now um, from people who are putting their head above the parapet to give their opinion on certain subjects, and they are being chastised by 50% of the people, and they are being loved by 50% of the people. Now, someone who loves to be liked and likes to be loved by 100% of the people, the thought of voicing an opinion on sensitive subjects has become a real fear of mine. It's easier just to sit in the fence. But for me not to become white noise or a safe bet and to actually provoke thoughts, ideas, and conversations, then I need to be willing to take the risk that 50% of you will not agree with what I've got to say, or 50% of you will like to argue with what I've got to say, and I need to be completely okay with that. If I really want this podcast to be anything, as I say, other than white noise, which I don't want it to be, I want this podcast to provoke conversations. Now, this podcast episode is my first toe dipped in uncharted waters, and I look forward to hearing what you all think about it, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. So here goes. Today, I want to talk to you about why I think Bali is immune to the coronavirus. Now, before I start again, I just want to say these are completely my opinions based on my own findings from research conducted through mainstream media outlets, articles posted on social media, and of course, alternative media, which some of you may consider to be conspiracy theories by conspiracy theorists. And I'm okay with that. I like to collect information from every source, every square inch, every corner, and come to my own conclusion, not one that's regurgitated by someone else. Now, Indonesia and Bali in particular have become an anomaly, and not, it's hard to say that, an anomaly in this pandemic situation, which has led me and many others who remain on the island to question why. Now, with just 363 positive cases and only four deaths on an island with a population of 4.2 million, and with myself, not anyone I know in Bali having been tested positive or having even shown any signs or symptoms of the virus, then there has to be reasons why. Now, this is what dates it today. It's 21st of May, and I got a news alert today that there's been 5 million tested, or 5 million confirmed positive cases now of the coronavirus. Now, for only four deaths on an island of 4.2 million people, that is the anomaly which I want to discuss. Now, I'm really going to resist. Uh, I'm really going to resist going down the conspiracy theory route as best I possibly can and instead give more digestible and balanced reasons why Bali may be immune or at least appear to be immune to the coronavirus. Again, I'm all for collecting information from every outlet to make your own informed decisions. So whatever I say today, 
don't take it as verbatim. This is just my opinion. And my opinion is one of millions of opinions on this subject. And I implore you to research all opinions to make your own opinion, which is so important in this situation. Now, first and foremost, many virologists claim that the virus can be eliminated in warm weather climates, which Bali has in abundance, even though right now it's pissing down with rain, which I'm not too sure if you can hear or not, but it's not a beautiful day here in Bali right now. And I'm sure there are counterclaims to this, but it could give weight and be a huge factor in the phenomenon that we see here in Bali, which is a complete lack of any coronavirus cases. Now, one theory which has been discussed in local media and throughout the community here is that herd immunity was built very early doors. Bali has a large number of Chinese nationals visiting every single day, especially from Wuhan. Now, there's a speculation that the disease was brought here at the very beginning, somewhere around late December in 2019. The thing is, the Chinese tourists that tend to visit um, Bali visit Chinese-run hotels with Chinese-run tourist operators, which means they rarely mix with Westerners here, but only the Indonesians that work in these hotels and at the places that they go to. Now, the workers here that work in Chinese-run hotels tend to travel between the hotel that they work at and their villages. So again, there is no mixing with Westerners, which means the virus, if it was brought to the island, was contained between the Chinese and the Indonesian workers. Now, I just want to touch upon the, the Balinese people as well. They are predominantly Hindu and are massive believers in be, that the gods can cure and protect them through prayer. I mean, this is called the island of gods after all. So if they were to get sick, they would probably leave it in the hands of the gods to cure them. Who's to say that that's not the right way to do things? That's what they believe. So that may be why you are not seeing a lot of numbers of people being tested here in Bali. Maybe there are a lot of people getting sick, especially within the Indonesian community, and maybe they just don't see the need to visit a hospital. They leave it in the hands of the gods. So why haven't I been sick or know anyone that knows anyone that's been sick or tested or confirmed for the coronavirus here in Bali? Well, one thing all Westerners have in common here in Bali, especially those of us who have chosen to remain, is a rebellion against what could be classified as normal life in the Western world. Not only that, we are relatively young, fit and healthy with no underlying health issues. It's common knowledge that the vast majority of those who have been confirmed to have died from a coronavirus death have either been elderly or have had, had, or have had severe underlying health issues which compromises the immune system. Everyone here in Bali feels a collective sense of being not only the black sheep of their families from wherever they're from, but also the world too. And that connection of being a black sheep amongst the world and their family and friends gives us all that connection. And it's what makes it so easy to network and thrive and constantly follow a path of self-improvement in every aspect of our lives. Now, the rebellion, which makes us black sheep, could be against things such as the mainstream media, who have had a huge role to play in this situation and not in a good way. No longer, or perhaps ever, have they been an outlet to inform, but instead an outlet 
to create fear, distraction, and division. I just want to say, if you follow Piers Morgan, or you listen to Piers Morgan, or you buy anything, buy any, anything that Piers Morgan says, then you are on the completely long, wrong path. He is the epitome of someone who just drives fear, creates anger, promotes division. He is an absolute toxic human being, and he is the ultimate, the ultimate when it comes to creating fear, which I'll go into compromises your immune system. Another things that we all share is a share here in Bali is a complete immunity to societal pressures to become shoehorned into a life of, you know, going to uni, getting a nine to five Monday to Friday job, buying a house, getting married, getting a dog, refurbishing the house, having kids, and all of that before you're 30. A really linear lifestyle. Now, before I go on, that is not a diss to you or anyone else who lives that life. I actually admire who anyone who feels happy and content with that definition of normal, especially when you're forever trying to find your own definition of normal, like I am at the age of 33 years old. But if that's your life and you love it, then I have nothing but admiration for you. There's no definition of happiness or the right and wrong way to live your life. But the majority of people here in Bali have rebelled against that template lifestyle. We also uh, don't pursue the abundance and the extravagance of living in the Western world, which consists of always having this desire for more, whether it's financial or material. It's something uh, we also let go of here. You know, We don't have that. We like nice things. We like beautiful villas. We like to look good. But there's not that desire, the ultimate desire for more again, from material or monetary, or that abundance. We place higher value in things which I'm just about to get into and which could be the key to unlocking this whole situation or this whole reason why Bali is immune to the coronavirus. Now, the biggest thing all of us Westerners have here in common is an awareness of self-care and improvement. Everyone here takes care of themselves, whether it's going to the gym, eating well, sleeping well, meditation, yoga, breath work, movement, surfing, vitamin D from the sunshine, etc. Are all of the above for the elite of the self-care humans amongst us. They are here, trust me. There's people who do all of those things. We avoid anything from the outside that causes fear, distraction, division, like the aforementioned mainstream media. Or at least we have, we have learned to consume information without being conditioned. The only time that I have felt stressed or fear in this entire time of living in Bali during the coronavirus is when I pick up my mobile phone and I read an article on Sky News or I go on Facebook and I see the opinions of people who clearly follow the rhetoric of what they are being force-fed by the six o'clock news. And it's just fear. Again, I keep going back to it. It's just fear that has been pumped into everyone. And it's the only time that I feel, fear, I feel fearful or I get anxious is when I look at my phone. If I wasn't to look at my phone the entire day here in Bali, 
I wouldn't feel anything other than bliss, which is so important in this situation. And this leads me to the point where I think we have built up a natural immunity to the coronavirus. We protect, we nurture, and we build our immune systems to be as healthy as they can possibly be. The majority of us begin and end our days here by making sure we have looked after our bodies and our minds in some way, shape, or form. Now, one thing that isn't being spoken about, especially amongst those political leaders, celebrities, and the most vocal of all right now, Mr. Bill Gates, is how do we improve our immune systems and why they are our most important line of defense in this entire situation? Why? Why aren't they speaking about these things? Well, I could go into reasons that healthy immune systems don't profit big pharma companies, but again, I will refrain from going down this conspiracy theory route. The immune system is made up of two main components, which is innate immunity and adaptive immunity, and I implore you to look these things up. Now, innate immunity is the immune system we are all born with, which helps keep foreign threats out. To give you a better idea what innate immunity is, it's things such as your skin, it's saliva, it's stomach acid, acid, it's enzymes found in your tears, it's mucus, it's your cough reflex. It's basically your first line of defense from anything that tries to attack your body or your system. Now, the adaptive immunity is something which we all have to be aware of in this situation. This is the part of the body which is greater than any vaccine and our best line of defense for this or any other virus. Your adaptive immunity, which if you've been working on through self-care, will process the threat which is instantly recognized by the body and then it will create antibodies to destroy the threat. Not only is your immune system capable of doing that, when the threat of the virus is eliminated, it will then remember the entire sequence, therefore, to help protect you from, protect you from it ever happening again. Therefore, natural immunity. And I find it almost disturbing that the world is being conditioned into crying for a synthetic vaccine whilst being forced to stay at home without sunlight, without exercise, without being exposed to natural bacteria from human contact, and being out and about, which in turn keeps your immune system firing, all, firing on all cylinders, without access to good food and being pumped with fear, distraction, and division. The immune system is the most powerful tool in this whole situation, yet there is little to no mention of it from those in power. And instead, everything they are advising us to do is having a seriously detrimental impact to our immune systems, making us more susceptible to this virus and other viruses too. Again, a healthy immune system doesn't make money for a lot of powerful people, but I won't go into the conspiracy theories. I also heard two doctors speak about the fact that if you think the coronavirus is bad, then after we've all been staying at home, avoiding human contact for three, four, six, 12 months, when we all come out of this, the virus and the sickness rate that will follow this will eclipse the coronavirus because our immune systems are being weakened every single day by staying at home, by wearing masks, by sanitizing, and by not being around other people. 
So you may avoid the coronavirus, but all you're doing is encouraging other illness when eventually you do take off the mask, when eventually you do go outside, when eventually you do start hugging friends, family, loved ones, or whatever. Madness. Also, is it any coincidence that this third world country, such as Bali and Indonesia, seem to be coping so much best, better than Western countries in this situation? Now, I'm a massive believer, and I've said this quite a lot. It might make me sound disgusting, but I'm a massive believer that we as humans have become over-sanitized. Washing our hands every two minutes, wearing masks, buying and consuming chemicals to use on every single surface, our immune systems are wrapped up in bubble wrap, which weakens them every single day, which again makes us more susceptible to illness. You do a disservice to your body by living a very sheltered life and avoiding bacteria at every opportunity. Your body needs bacteria to build strong immunity. Now, I'm not saying you go out and roll around in mud, but it's no surprise that kids who generally play outside when they're young, compared to kids who play indoors or sit on their Xbox for the majority of their younger lives, go on to live healthier lives and generally avoid recurrent illnesses in later life. So why is Bali immune to the coronavirus? My theory is quite clear that we have rock solid immune systems that are built and maintained every single day. This is not a vanity thing. This is just a mindfulness for wellness thing. For too long we have shoveled chemicals, chemical laden food and alcohol and drink and I'm the bit, listen, I drink alcohol, I know I do it, I don't eat the best, but listen, I am mindful on wellness in other ways. But for too long, we have shoveled chemical-laden food into our bodies, bodies which have a desire to move more and crave some natural vitamins. While I'm at it, if you want to look up the chemical, uh, the sugar substitute, aspartame or aspartamine, as some call it, avoid that at all costs. Just while I'm here, just look it up. How about we look? Trust me, that is linked to every bad disease under the sun. So if you want to, if you want to avoid uh, illness, then look up aspartamine, the sugar substitute. It's no good for you. So don't drink Coke Zero or Coke Light or Diet Coke. Just drink full-fat Coke. Drink the real sugar stuff. Just while I'm on the point. So here we go. Do I think that we need a vaccination? I don't believe so. So much so... If I was offered the vaccine for free tomorrow, or even if I was told I had to have it, I would refuse. Now, I do believe that we will not be allowed to travel unless we have a piece of paper or an app which proves that we've been vaccinated in some way, shape, or form, whether it be through a vaccine passport or, as I say, an app which proves we've had it. If that was the case and I was not allowed to travel, then I would still refuse. Again, I could go down a rabbit hole of talking about how a vaccine could include nanotechnology, which one's linked with your vaccine app or passport gives the powers of be the ability to track your behaviors and movements. But I won't because I don't know enough about these situations or these theories to make my own informed decision. And I really want to avoid the conspiracy theories right now. However, our basic human right of having the choice of what does and doesn't go into our bodies could be finished forever, which I believe we must resist. Remove that basic human right, then we have no rights at all. We barely have rights as it is. But if they can force you to have a synthetic vaccine placed in your body, 
then you're ultimately just part of a system. Now, you probably think that I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? Or some crazy anti-vaxxer, which is uh, a stereotypical label placed on a lot of people who have an opinion, who want to have a conversation, which I believe is wrong. I believe if you are a conspiracy theorist or you are an anti-vaxxer, then you have every right to be. It just shows that you, you question things and you do your own research. I'm not saying anti-vaxxers or conspiracy theorists are right or always right, but I agree with the fact that they want to have conversations. But I'm a conspiracy theorist or I'm a, an anti-vaxxer more to the point. I wouldn't say so. Well, I would be a hypocrite if I said I was, considering before Ivana and I went traveling, I was vaccinated for everything under the sun. I had a hepatitis A and B, typhoid, rabies, meningitis, Japanese encephalitis, and yellow fever. Now, the reason I was willing to buy those vaccines is because they had been trialed and tested and with no ulterior motives. And they had been trialed and tested to the point where I could do my own research to see the benefits involved. I don't want to get involved in a rushed vaccine that could contain ulterior motives. Also, another reason. If we have been exposed to the coronavirus on a mass scale, then the majority of us either have it or have had it. Which means, again, our immune systems, this wonderful, powerful tool within our bodies, has built up antibodies, the strongest possible resistance to any virus. So why the need for a vaccination on a mass scale? Why inject our bodies with a virus our bodies have already naturally built immunity towards? What was the point in herd immunity if we then need a vaccine after that anyway? I don't understand. Now, if there's one thing I can't stress enough, it's that your own immune system should be the thing that you should be working on or have a mind to be working on in this situation. That includes eating better, moving more, sleeping longer, hugging your friends and family. Get as much natural sunlight as you can. Expose yourself to bacterias and ultimately give yourself a fighting chance to beat the virus or any other virus that may appear. Now, after collecting facts and figures and seeing how life here in Bali works and how it has allowed us to be immune to this situation, I would encourage you to question every single thing about this situation, from staying home, which starves you of the ability to exercise and, to exercise and have natural vitamins such as vitamin D from the sun, to safe distancing, which starves your bodies of natural bacterias from surfaces and other people, which keeps the immune system strong and in working order, to the vaccine, which will be rushed out without proper testing and may come with some ulter ulterior motives. That's not to mention the mental health impact that all of this will be having on you, your body and your immune system too. The mental health is a whole different episode aspect about this situation, which I will do. Um, and obviously the mental part of your immune system, if, you, if you're suffering mentally, your immune system suffers ultimately as well. So if you're staying in with a human touch, if you've got financial worries, having relationship problems, um, if you're worried every single day and you're suffering mentally, then your immune system will be compromised, which leads you again susceptible to a disease or virus. Now, I can't stress enough how much you have to drown out the noise and the distraction from the mainstream media 
from social media, and even from your friends and your family. Do your own research and make your own educated decision about what's best for you, what's best for your own health, your livelihood, and ultimately your life. We all have a choice. Make your own choice. Don't just regurgitate what everyone else is saying. But again, these are just my opinions. And I welcome anyone to have a conversation otherwise, a sensible conversation without conflict otherwise. If you don't agree with me, I appreciate that. I would love to hear your reasons why you don't agree with me. So that concludes my thoughts on why I think Bali has a strong immunity to the coronavirus amongst a couple of other key points as well. I feel like by posting this, I'm taking somewhat of a risk I have a backlash from some of you and the chance that this podcast could be censored or taken down before it even has the chance to grow wings and take off. But I want this podcast to have an impact and I want to have my own integrity intact. I will fight for, a, I will fight for free speech and encourage healthy conversations from both sides of the fence. It shouldn't be about who shouts loudest is the right and it shouldn't be about belittling people who have a difference of opinion or, or um, yeah, whoever. If, if someone has got a difference of, of opinion, it shouldn't be about belittling them. It should be about having a conversation and educating each other. That's the most important aspect in this situation. We're all entitled to our own opinion and no one should be chastised for having their own opinion. So that's it. A very different episode. One I very thoroughly enjoyed, I must say. I thoroughly enjoyed the research. I thoroughly enjoyed the, the topic. I thoroughly enjoyed the, the delivery. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say in this situation. And I hope you've enjoyed this. So please, I implore you, if you've reached it to this point, please send me a DM, leave a comment, email me, email me whatever. Just let me know your thoughts on this podcast episode and the subject which I've had to dis uh, discuss in this as well. Now, I will possibly in future discuss these type of things in depth again leaving myself exposed to 50% of you loathing me and I look forward to it it actually feels therapeutic I feel so much better after getting this off my chest and I look I really look forward to the response but for me that's it this has been a, a wee podcast for big subjects especially and big personalities sprinkled with a wee bit of Scottish humour thank you and I'll see you soon Stay healthy. I would like to thank my beautiful patrons, Stephanie, Taylor and Annika, who continue to financially support this podcast through patreon.com. If you find value in these episodes, then it would make a massive difference if you were to become a patron too. To find out more about how to sign up and what benefits you can receive, then head to patreon.com forward slash Jamie's Wee Podcast.